And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. So, with me, I have Crying Hobbs with me. We're going to be reviewing Ozark Season 4, Part 2. And, by the way, guys, while you're here and everything, do me a big favor. Go over to Good Pods, go over to Apple Podcasts, go over to Spotify and rate us over there. Tell us what you think about my show. And that will actually help other people to find our content and stuff like that within the rankings of those podcasts itself. But without further ado, let's go on ahead, get on with the show. This is Ozark Season 4, Part 2. So, let's do this. All right, and how you doing, Crichton? Hi, I'm doing good, man. How are you, and how's everybody out there in Movie Lovers Unite land? Well, I'm doing good up until I saw the season finale of this, or the final season of this, but we're getting into that a little bit later. But as far as the season goes, man, I really enjoyed the writing. I definitely enjoyed what they did here with part two. And I was yes. actually a little bit afraid of what they were going to do with splitting it into parts. Is it going to be like a, doing a Sopranos or anything like that with the way they were doing things? Although yeah. now Sopranos is actually seasoned within me, so therefore I understand why they did it the way they did it and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyways, this actually leaves off right where we uh, left with part one, where <laughs> Ruth is actually going to yeah. go after Harvey, Javier. And this is something that I have to say, is this. When something's implanted in Ruth's head... It does not leave there. It just stays there the whole entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. and you well, know what the... Oh, sorry. Go I'm ahead. sorry. But, you know, like, the, the one thing, too, is that, you know, and this is coming from somebody who writes movies, direct movies, and all that mess. Okay, mm-hmm. I, honest to God, I could see and I can applaud everybody at Ozarks, whoever wrote it, that Ruth never veered from her character. She was the same Ruth that was in season one, all the way up to season, the last episode. Although I have to to be honest with you, Ruth's got, I'm going to be honest with you about Ruth though. She started off from the bottom and worked her way up to the top of the chain. Yeah. To the point where it was Mm -hmm. just like mob boss level kind of, but went legit. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. but you know, though, I actually, whenever I watch the trailer for this, right, I'm all, I'm like, oh my god, she's going after, after, after uh, Navarro's nephew. I'm like, oh my god, is she yeah. really going to shoot him? And I like how she's going through the scenarios of different ways of killing him, how she's going to kill him, if she's going to kill him, and that contemplation because she never actually physically killed anyone before. So she's like, what? Where do I go from there? And then you also have Marty that's trying to talk her down, trying to do his yeah. thing and basically you think that she might actually do that and then she mm-hmm. winds up turning the tables where pretty much she he the same thing that Javi did to yeah. her cousin Hoyt and to what he did to her Darlene is exactly what she did to him she blindsided yeah. him as soon as he, she stepped in that office mm-hmm. that, was, yeah. that was one way how he actually kept Get him down. To be honest, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was pure gangster. You know, <laughs> that was Ruth. You know, like showing. You know, uh, and anybody who's watched and followed the Ozarks, you know, they realize, or they if they remembered, you know, Langmore. That's the cursed family name. You know, it's kind of like you're gonna be this. You know, the the redneck family that's gonna be that. And when I saw that scene in particular where Ruth blindsided him I was just like oh okay so this is this is the Langmore that they've all been talking about you know blindsided right. you and just doing it you know she got it over with she walks out the door just mm-hmm. like in Godfather one doesn't yeah. even care <laughs> at all and she, you know what though I like how she goes up to the rapper that and stuff like that too and she's like mm-hmm. well and she's listening to a rap, the rap music by Nas. And, yeah. you know, the cousin of death, which is actually reminiscent to uh, Wyatt, though, too, because yeah. of the fact that, you know, Javi winds up killing her cousin and she's listening to that song. So it's very reminiscent Rit- to her yeah. and close to her. So no wonder why, you know, she was listening to that song to try and cope with things. But I definitely like the setup for that. I thought that that was really interesting on how they did that. And then, yeah. of course, you wind up seeing, uh, like I said, 
windy at Chicago, and Javi is supposed to be meeting them there. And then you also mm-hmm. have the other girl that's there with them too, that's supposed to be part of that pharmaceutical company. Yeah. And she kills him right in front of her. Mm-hmm. And I like yeah. how her eyes are twitching. Did yeah. you notice that? Her mm-hmm. eyes were actually twitching at that part, mm-hmm. like like trying to do a double take of what just happened, what she just witnessed. Yeah, that, that was excellent. Just um, excellent acting on that because, you know, it, it felt like you was there in the room, you know, or in the next room watching this. You know, it just felt like, you know, whoever, I don't know who directed that one particular episode, but it was phenomenal. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like, wow. You know, I, I'm, I, <laughs> did I just see this? But it was definitely a great episode, to be honest with you, the way that they opened it up with that sure. one. But let's just go yeah. on some of our, we're just going to go on ahead and talk about some of our other favorite scenes in this. We're not going to go for scene for yeah. scene because there's like eight episodes. <laughs> so therefore, we're not going to do yeah. that. But yeah. when you look at this uh, as a whole, then you also have the whole entire deal with Ben, who's been missing since last uh, couple of season three yeah and mm-hmm. you know i like how they actually play off of the uh, play off of that though where you're one even though we know what happened to him there's also people theorizing oh ben's still alive because we didn't see yep. a body if you don't see a body that means he's alive nope he's dead yeah. even even when a- uh, anthony from acs and i were doing our review for that episode i said no he goes under over is he dead i said he's dead dude i said just because we didn't see a body even though we actually saw him getting cremated that he's dead. He drew. He ended up uh, burning way too many fires to the point mm-hmm. where Wendy and them couldn't even put out. So therefore, yeah. they had no choice but to put him down. And yeah. then you see the father coming to this town, and we all know about his little backstory about what he did to Wendy and stuff like that. And then you're wondering, mm-hmm. okay, is this guy? Does this guy really have the best interest in, of the children at heart? Mm-hmm. And everything too, yeah. because at first you're thinking, okay, this guy is actually trying to get them away from. From uh, from, from yeah. and come to find and out, he only has his own plot, his own motives. He's even going through alcoholism and stuff like that. So I do you? Know. So okay. So let me play, let me plant this one for you, Crane. So do you go with the family that's part of the drug cartel and possibly get killed, or do you go with the abusive grandfather who's actually gonna adopt you and take you in away from this danger and put you in more danger by having being addicted to alcohol? Right. Uh, And see, to me, the way and this is coming from a director type thing. And, uh, you know, when I when I watch a series like Ozarks, right, I'm I'm kind of able to decipher it differently than people who just watch it and enjoy it. Like, you know, but I could see the correlation of whoever wrote it that. It's kind of like, uh, you, you ever heard that saying, like father, like son? Yeah. Or like daughter, like father? Mm-hmm. If you think of it in that aspect, it's almost identical. Mm-hmm. To, but different sure. scenarios, but it's different things. Wendy is very much a different person outside of the birdhouse, right? Totally different. Uh, to the manipulative. And same thing with her father. Did you see how, like, when he was in front of the church group, how yeah. he was just this great loving, but behind when he got in there, he was popping open the box. It's like, oh, wait a minute. This is totally, <laughs> I can see where Wendy gets it from, you know? <laughs> right. But, you know, I think it's the fact that they have too much in common is why they don't. Mm-hmm. relate to each other or they hate each other because they're both exactly the same in some type of way. It's just that Wendy has more power than her dad does. He is dealing yeah. with alcoholism, his own, his abuse towards Wendy, and also too, if that story is true, that Wendy was the one who winded up taking care of the mother, then, that, yeah. then her father's actually a douchebag. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Wendy is more manipulative, even though he uses the church as a crutch to 
think that, oh, look how good I am because I go to church. Sanctify me. Yeah. you. I'm going to go into this hotel room now and drink away while I'm looking for my missing son who I supposedly care about. But really, all you care about is yourself and your own end goals, which is to destroy Wendy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and just like what you said, we've seen that same scenario play out in previous seasons of the way Wendy would do. She would destroy anybody to get that casino running, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't care. And guess what? Her dad was the same way. So it's like, uh uh-huh, you know? (laughs) And it's like calling the, right. But also too, another thing too is I have to agree. There's something about this season that I really liked was when mm-hmm. you have the daughter, then you have Ruth saying, so is this Wendy t- t- wanting you to do this, or is this something that you want to do? And that yeah. just goes to show you how much control that she has over him. It's kind of like yeah. my big Greek wedding. In fact, Greek wedding is like the women t- uh, are, are basically the puppeteers in a sense where they move the head yeah, and everything, and mm-hmm. he does everything that she says. Yeah, And he, and, that, and to me, Wendy is very abusive. To Marty, in a sense, he doesn't care about the casino stuff or anything like that. His end goal was basically to get himself out of this whole entire cartel stuff. Mm -hmm. And Wendy wanted the casino. She wanted all this other stuff to show her own power, a woman of power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then we see that. And then Mm -hmm. also, too. Now, I like how Marty has to go and cover for Navarro and act like he's actually the boss. Yeah, and so, yeah. and I like how he looks down to where that torture chamber is down in the hole, because that is also rather very reminiscent to him on what he did. To him, went through. Yeah. Like I remember this. Now here mm-hmm. I am. I'm the person that's looking on the outside, looking in. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. I might have to do what Navarro does, and I can't show any sign of weakness. Otherwise, those guys are going to eat me up and know that I'm full of crap, even though that he's unconscious. I have to make them believe that he's still able to walk around and everything that's right and even after that when he spoke to navarro and navarro right and when he's like what did you do and he said you did it right marty that's exactly what i would have done you know Mm -hmm. i was like oh that's (laughs) chilling (laughs) you know but you can see at first marty's a little uncomfortable with it right (laughs) sure at first he's very uncomfortable with it then as the days prolong he's starting to get used to it Use the torturing. <laughs> he has that little smirk on his face. And then he even sits down like Navarro does mm-hmm. in front of yeah. him. Because yeah. of the fact, okay, yes, one thing he did was he fibbed on the numbers to allocate yeah. the numbers to where it benefited him so he could support his own family. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, I think if Marty would have played his cards right, he would have been able to kill his sister, Navarro's sister. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. then and there, I consider the fact he didn't find out until after the fact that was his biggest mess up. But yeah. was, at that point, it was actually hard to tell anyone anything because then next thing you know, it, the sister's coming over to the new United States. So it was like, okay. So, and then Wendy's like, oh, like, oh, I can probably use her for her power. I'm like, you are a dumbass. You need to go in yeah. and kill her. I know that's like, what everybody was like thinking. Because here's the thing. The smartest thing that they could have done was this. Because this is the way I thought it was going to end. Was this. Navarro is getting away. He's at, he. They actually did the deal to where he gets out of prison, right? So right. my thing was this. I was thinking, while that's happening, are they going to go in and cancel each other out? Where the sister whacks him, and then you also have the hitman on Navarro going ahead and whack the sister. So therefore you cancel the both of them out. Then guess what? Marty's stuck do being in Mexico because now the FBI wants him there. Yeah. That's yeah. what was going in my head, which would need more mm-hmm. sense right. and everything because they, right. they gave him the hitman number, but you don't do jack shit with it. He's, yeah. It would have been a cool scene to actually see these two scenes go down, but you don't do nothing. And that thing, yeah. See, and that's, clever script writing to make the audience give suggestions of this is what I want to see. This is what I'm hoping to see. And then it goes another way and you're just sitting there and you're going to, and the goal of 
Ozarks is to make you sit there and watch it all the way through. That's the trick of the game for anybody who makes a movie. How can I keep you interested? How can I keep you make this? So that's the clever script writing and the directing of making this, you know, it's like, how can I do this? And how can I just mess with the audience a little bit thinking it's going to go this way, but it actually goes this way. And you're like, Oh, you know, right, right. <laughs> that's the right way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. cause if not, it's kind of like, well, I, I guess that, yeah, I saw that happening, but you're like, I didn't see that happening. See, that's the, right. Yeah. I gotcha. And then also too, another thing I want to mention is this, we see some characters that was from season one, and they make their way into season four. I love that because of the yeah. fact we got to see the uh, bar, uh, the person who owned the bar in the first season. You got to see the down uh, the kid who had special needs kid, yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm like, is Marty going to go on ahead and give him a job? Because that's what mm. was my first instinct was Marty was going to go on ahead and give him a job, but they didn't do anything with that. Then I thought, well, okay, maybe the girl from the bar might actually give him a job, too. Nope, that doesn't happen either. So it's like, (laughs) okay, so this kid's not going to do anything. Okay, got it. So, (laughs) Well, I I think what a lot of people who's watched it all and what they kind of don't think about is that this this whole season from beginning and to the end, it's come full circle. It really has. If you think about it, it has come full circle because you've got to see a lot of the people who was in season one in season four. Mm-hmm. There's the beginning and then there's the end. So right. they were like, you know, I know they got to, you know, script writers got to write it how they can. But it's like if we're going to end this season, then let's try to make everything as possibly we can to end it where it began, you know, with, right. you know, making it reminiscent pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, right. And we're going to get to them some re- reminiscing stuff because Ruth goes through a lot of reminiscing to the point where I'm like, okay, I know how she, how this is going to end for her. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, we're getting to that in a few minutes, but I do want to go back on the fact where Marty is over back in Mexico, like I said, and then the sisters over there talking to him, and then he re- yeah. then he realizes, oh shit, <laughs> she's the one who put the hit on Navarro. Mm-hmm. And then I like how Navarro's mind clicks when she visits him in prison. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's like, okay, so she, my sister, came to visit me, and he didn't have to say any. He didn't even have to ask Marty. He knew right then and there. Yep. That Navarro, uh, that Navarro knew because mm-hmm. she was talking about old times. And she was talking about the time when I was a when I was little. Yeah, she wants to kill me. She was the mm-hmm. one who put. She was the one who whacked. Got, wanted me whacked. And it kind of goes along to what Goodfellas says. They're not going to send you someone that you don't know. Mm-hmm. You're going to send you someone that you trust. It's just mm-hmm. it's cold hearted to know that was your sister that did it. <laughs> it's right. And she just wanted the. She's another Wendy though, in a sense, yeah. but co- more mm-hmm. coldness though to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when you grow up in the cartel, I mean, sure, you're going to have a little bit more coldness to you. <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. And, dude, okay, so I like how they brought the girl from the hotel in, and then all of a sudden, then you see uh, the brother working with uh, with Ruth, talking about uh, the bird's son. And he goes, mm-hmm. so so. who do I have to go to get my record sponge so I can undertake their, uh, the bird's casino? And so I was to be, he tells her who, the people that she can contact and stuff like that, yeah. go over to see the ju- judge. And Ruth does such a good job of playing it off, though, even though uh-huh. she actually means it. And she gets her record sponged. Yeah. And, I, mm-hmm. and there's a moment of redemption for Ruth. Yeah, because now she doesn't right. have to work. Even though she says, "Oh," and even the brother winds up asking her, "So how does it feel now not to have that over your head?" Oh, it's just words, right? But I could tell though that it also means a lot more to her than what she's pointing on. Yeah, and which brings me to her death scene. You know, uh, because you know she was wearing that white dress, 
which to me symbolized an angel, angelic, new beginning, white, you know, um, Mm -hmm. expunge and the, you know, like when she was driving down uh, her driveway, she was happy go lucky. She was like, you know, I'm building a new house. I got a new life. It's, you know, the Langmore curse is over type of thing. And then, of course, when she gets killed, you know, the symbolism to me, I picked up on that because when she got shot in the heart and you saw that blood, you know, come from her white dress, it's kind of like it clicked to me. But I was like, now she's joining her the rest of her family. There's all of them are gone. And she's being there to where she was originally family and you know there's only one of them left three well another thing i want to mention about that though is too you know you have the sister wearing a you have navarro's sister wearing black you also have ruth that's wearing Mm -hmm. white which and some people don't realize this but white can also be a resemblance resemble death as well yeah yeah because Mm -hmm. yeah because i remember reading a poem or whatever this has nothing to do with the show but i still remember uh, reading a poem, and one of the poems was about some, a traveler going through, going into the snow, and he's a really very uh, traveler. And I'm like, this guy's dead on death row, pretty much. He's dead. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, so white can also resemble death. Therefore, she's also now going to be with her family. But also, too, when she sits on top of the trailer and she sees Wyatt, mm-hmm. and then you see the other cousin come up over there because. And she goes, oh, you're sitting with Wyatt? Yeah, can I come up in there and join? And you can yeah. tell now that this is not going to end well for Ruth. Right. Because, not yeah. because she's talking to dead people or anything like that. It's because of the fact that she's reminiscing about stuff that Wyatt wanted. And mm-hmm. because she's trying to do something right that Wyatt wanted. And that was his memory that she wanted to do. So yeah. that's what I felt from that scene. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Ruth is dead. Even though she's a powerful uh, character, I had a feeling that she was going to die. Right. Um, But Javi, I didn't expect Javi to die in the first couple of minutes of this. I I thought he was going to be a bigger thing for this season, a more of a threat. I thought it was going to be more of Navarro and Javi going at it. Right. But they get him out of the way, and Javi's just a little small pawn compared to the sister. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, he's just, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm, they probably wanted to explore that more. But, you know, dealing with scheduling contracts and things of that nature and, and Netflix. They we, got, also have the uh, C vi- we also yeah. have the C virus, though, too. And, and, yeah, and so it's kind of like, you know, they're like, well... All right, we got Netflix was probably scheduling wise. It's like, well, we got to get the point across in these so many <laughs> shows. <laughs> and, you know, it's like we got him for this many months and then we got to do what we can type thing. And that happens True. on the, the editing, script writing, you know, throwing pages right. away. And <laughs> so, here's another thing, though. I want to talk about the, the PI, though, too. The oh, PI. Yeah. Now, the P.I. himself, he's, uh, we also learned last season, he, well, not last season, this is part two, but we learned from part one of season four that this is a guy that was strung out on drugs. He wound up being addicted to cocaine, got kicked off of the police force, and then that was it. That was the end of his badge. All he does is P.I. work for private families and stuff like that, and also, too, he also represented the uh, blonde lawyer that got shot by Navarro. And that was his main goal was to find out what happened to her. Then he starts digging for Ben and then he winds up uncovering more stuff on the birds. And it got to the point where the birds are like, okay, well, we can't kill him. He's too much of an asset to my father, to Wendy's father. We can't just make him disappear like everybody else. So what do we do? Oh, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and get his badge back. And we'll promise this other guy that's going to help with this a boat. So my Mm -hmm. thing is, I thought, well, okay, are they going to give him an actual boat, or is he talking about, like, casino boat on the water, giving basically a package deal 
where he does some gambling yeah. on a boat. So I'm yeah. like, okay, is this a boat or is this going to be like a boat that you go ahead and gamble on and would they give him some vultures or something? Right. Vultures, you know what I'm saying? And, and see, that is part of movie making where you throw out a word and then it's up to the audience member to say, I think it means this. But then your friend that's right next to you says, I think it means this. It's kind of like, um, uh, you ever heard of that saying, and this is for anybody else as well, but it's like, I can tell what a person is truly like by asking them this question. Who do you think killed John F. Kennedy? Well, whatever your answer is going to be, that tells me more about you as a person, right? (laughs) Than anything, that one answer that really tells me about you as a person. Same thing with this, like the boat situation. And this happens a lot through the Ozarks. They throw out a statement like that, a, a who do you think killed JFK? And you as the viewer can come up to your own conclusion with it in your own mind. Exactly. Of what you think. And that's what creates shows like this. You know, this is what creates the the interest of the shows, you know. Right. Um, another thing, though, too, is I want to talk about this. They were also going to go ahead and put in a recollection to get what they wanted mm-hmm. and everything. And I like how the birds go up to the guy, like, towards the end. It was, oh, yeah, that, that stuff you wanted me to do? Guess what? We're not doing that either. And at that moment, they were actually going on ahead, getting Navarro out of prison. So it's like, okay, well, the deal's done. So therefore, we don't need you anymore. Slid the seat from under him. You also have the PI that's on their tail, though, too. And you're thinking that he actually did take the job. And then I like how he's leaving the hotel. You see that cookie jar there of the mm-hmm. goat. And I'm like, this is going to come into play later. Yep. Uh, he's not going anywhere. That was my first initial thought. He, this guy is sticking around, and we might not see him until like very, the very end. Yeah. And I like how they play that off. I thought yeah. also too, you also have the guy from the very first season as well, the one that owned the real estate with his mother. Then he went from yeah. doing that to marrying North Carolina, <laughs> right? Yeah. So he winds up supposedly getting saved, but really he's going to be sleeping with the guy that the girl <laughs> that the father's banging. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm 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 very confused about that. It's like yeah, okay, wait a second. See, that's that, one of those open to interpretations. Like you know uh, what I was just saying. It, it, see, that's why like I could follow this way better than anybody else because I write you know like this where you put a statement out there, but it's up to the viewer to make what you think might happen. Right. They leave but, it open, an open-ended thing for you. Now, right. audience members don't really, right. uh, you know, but that's just kind of how it's played because they don't, they give you just enough and you got to come to your own thoughts with it, your own, you know. Interpretation. Mm-hmm. But what do you think of that, though, that scene, though? I mean, that's a little too cringy for me. As a, <laughs> This guy yeah. is young. And this girl is over there banging the father of Wendy, and she's also uh, flirting with him. At least to me, she was flirting with him right. when she was trying to find out the details with Marty's do- whenever she was sitting next to Marty's daughter. She winds up breaking down the details of him in his past. Yeah. Then she goes, "Well, yeah. I want to save him." So basically, they use the church once again as a crutch to try and save this guy from his sin. And then yeah. they decided to take him on the road with them after that because now he joined their church. Yeah. So, so. I, I thought it was beautifully shot and beautifully told, honestly, because right. it, it makes you like, oh, Lord, you know, what's this poor guy doing now? You know? Right. <laughs> but like, at least he's not marrying a stripper this time. At least this exactly. time. Exactly. It's kind of like <laughs> you're moving up, you know what I mean? It's like you're getting <laughs> You're getting right. involved with the church. Bless you, you know. Right. But <laughs> so, okay, so we talked about him, and then I like how 
you know, you have the FBI agent, you show up, you have uh, Navarro's sister shows up, you have Ruth that shows up to this funeral parlor, because and just where's the dick swinging meaning at? <laughs> the guy has this yeah. big smile on his face. He goes, "Well, I would never say something like that, but they're in the back. <laughs> he's just yeah. he's just a small town guy that's just do- trying to be friendly to everybody, even though there's yeah. a funeral going on." <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. See, that was a little that dark humor. Yeah, that was just great. You know, just seeing <laughs> that. You know, I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> it really yeah. is because also though too, even though they had this set up in a funeral home, this resembles death, and also resembles. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also wondering too, who's going to make it out this season? I know. Yeah, at that point of watching it, you're just. You don't know exactly what's going to happen because you're like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to watch it all the way through to figure it out. You and know, I think of Ozark's like chest because of the mm-hmm. fact that all these yeah. pe- pieces are moving into this one setting in this one uh, in this one season, yeah. and you don't know how this thing connects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once you see it connect, it goes balls to the wall with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also too, I mean. Uh, another thing I want to bring up, yeah, I know I mentioned the bartender and everything from season one, but I like yeah. how they gave her a bigger role this time to where she's actually helping Ruth get what she wants and also yeah. gets what she wants because she knows that Ruth can run the casino inside and out. She knows that. Oh, yeah. That's why she pre- basically told her, look, you need to go on ahead, get your uh, stuff sponged so that you can run this casino. You can run this casino mm-hmm. with or without me. You know how to yeah. do this. Yeah. So she gave Ruth courage. Uh, she actually, yeah, she did. She was like that friend that Ruth never really had. That best, that best friend. She always never had type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, for sure. And then another thing too is I thought that we were going to see more of the Casey mob. They don't even come into this picture because I thought, okay, is this going to be? The Casey mob showing up because of Javi on what he did is yeah. Ruth's going to have to get back up because she he's not, he's basically a made guy where basically no one else can touch him. So my first initial yeah. thought was, OK, maybe now Ruth has to go back home, get the Casey mob. And now it's Casey mob versus cartels. Right. Right. That's my first initial thoughts. But then, of course, we'll end up seeing what happens with Javi. Sure. And yeah. when he's beating the crap out of that one guy in the bathroom, I'm like this guy has to die. And the next thing you know, the next scene he winds up dying. But I didn't expect it to go down the way that it went down. I was expecting maybe, like I said, I was expecting Navarro to do something, or maybe Marty tells Navarro, and then Navarro gives him the go ahead to kill his own sister. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, and you know the the good thing about what I like about part two is you really get to see the cartel through uh, you know Navarro's sister. You know, like when she looks at the the lady who owns that drug company, and she's like, you know, if you say anything, I'm going to cut you from clit to chin. When she said that, I mean that's pure gangster. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I believe me, and I'm telling you, I know because of my previous <laughs> days well, of no- being around gangsters, I know them, and I know <laughs> that dialogue, and I know that look, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, I feel like I've just been back in time, and I really saw something, you know, that was for well, real t- touching Also, too, Also, too, Crichton, is this, though, too. She threatened. She also has that thing again, like she did in ha- when Javi died, where she's blinking like you know, really, I like how the actress is doing this. I'm not sure if it's an actual real reaction or if it's actually yeah. her acting, if it's in the script. But it's, it, I think it yeah. might be improv. But if it's improv, it's damn good improv. Because uh-huh. of the fact that she's over there blinking her eyes really fast. and Yeah. And, oh, my God. And you fear for her. And then she winds up ratting Ruth out. And yeah. then, basically, they're setting ducks. They're just wounded mm-hmm. uh, birds. Yeah. If you, her and Marty, yeah. uh, Marty Bird and Wendy Bird are just wounded birds uh, to the point where they can't do anything because yeah. they because not only that, but they also showed weakness by saying uh, talking about their kids all the time. Yeah, so she knew mm-hmm. that was her go-to. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know about the twitching. Uh, I, I just don't know. If, if I had to guess it, just from me making movies or something, they probably shot the scene, right? Because I don't see... I mean, maybe it maybe a scriptwriter wrote that in there, but it was either the actress or one of the other actors or the director or somebody had the idea of saying, Let, let's see what it looks like when you twitch your eyes like that. Let's just try it and see. Because a lot of times uh, when you're making movies, just the subtle things like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know if it was written it was perfect or, for a character. It was. It was just one of those golden moments of like, golly, that's great. You know, what a nice right. touch. And then you find out, basically, it's this guilt and shame of knowing now the birds are, they she put their kids in danger because of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now they can't do anything. Yeah. Of course, they were thinking, and I thought that they were going to call, call the hitman, like I said before. But they yeah. wind up doing nothing with that. And then, okay, so we talked about, speaking of Hitman, mm-hmm. we wind up seeing the aftermath of what happens to Ben mm-hmm. in this season, which is something that I'm really glad that they showed us. Because yeah. now we actually mm-hmm. have a context of yeah. what happened to Ben. And yeah. we wind up seeing the uh, Navarro's Hitman security guy winds up shooting him, tell him to, he picks him up from the restaurant, and makes mm-hmm. him get inside the thing. And I like how he's talking about it. You know, I always want him yeah. been reminiscing. And yeah. he said, there's a lot of reminiscing in this episode. Sure. Yeah. And the season, I mean. Because you have, of course, Ruth reminiscing. You have mm-hmm. Ben reminiscing. And he knows what's going to happen to him. And yeah. he's like, do you think my father would be proud of me? Do you think Wendy would be proud of me? I think she would. Mm-hmm. And then right. he tells him to lay down on the... Uh, on the tarp, pull, mm-hmm. pulls the trigger, and now he's dead. Yeah, and, and so that's it, yeah, and it answers that question of you know we, everybody, the audience, you get to see what happened at the end, you know, right, step by step, play by play, versus just speculating. Sure, yeah, and it was good to yeah. see Ben. I, I'll be honest with you, it was good to see yeah. that actor again because I like the Ben character. Mm-hmm. I think everybody the, does, yeah. You know, he was just misunderstood, I think. Sure, but, yeah. But then Wendy decides to lock herself up in a mental institution to get her kids back. Ruth winds up taking the gun and threatening Wendy's father, which is the complete opposite of what Wendy had in mind. But hey, it worked. It worked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know, um, but I, I was wondering, okay... Are you gonna really let uh, Marty do this whole entire party by your by himself? Right. I because mean, Marty Marty can handle handle it, but he doesn't right. know the business front as well as she does. Yeah, and you know, you know, not to jump ship or jump. Things, no, no, no. We're just this going is, by. Th- yeah, yeah, going with it. Uh, I like with Marty. This is something that. I also want to bring up to make your audience and and for you as well. And this is coming from a scriptwriter, filmmaker guy. But okay, pre at the very beginning of season one, you always you saw Marty that was about family. He put his family first, right? Then as the seasons went on, you would hear Wendy consistently, not all the time, but pretty much, she would be saying. Why are you putting everybody else in front of your own family? Her words, right? Mm-hmm. Then when it happened at that, you know, where the Navarre's sister and said, Ruth is going to die and looked at Marty and them and said, if you give her one hint of it, I will kill your kids, mm-hmm. you know, and they knew right the, and the emotion that w- Wendy had more of the emotion than Marty to me personally of, of acting it, but they knew that and Marty knew that if they gave one inkling towards Ruth to Warner, that their kids would die. And to me, that was Marty's way of saying that I'm putting my family first. I am putting 
my family first. And he even said that in so many different worry, ways of wording, you know, in the, right. that scene. So to me, it was like, oh, my gosh, this has just come full right circle. back. Full, full thing. You know what I mean? That was beautifully shot mm-hmm. and done to me. I mean, what do you think? I think so, too. I'm going to be honest with you, because when we see Marty, he can shit talk his way out of everything. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. He can put up a good game, even when he's scared shitless, even when he was sitting in front of Navarro being tortured. He was still going to find a way out of this. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, this dude is a lawyer instead of a money launderer, the way he does his business. Mm -hmm. But it goes to show you why the cartels wanted to do business with him. Yeah. And everything because he knew the game. He just mm-hmm. had to know how to play it. And that's exactly the arcade game, basically, of how to defeat the king of yeah. his own domain kind of thing. And of yeah. course, he winds up finding a way and a way around it. Like he always mm-hmm. does. But also, too, when Marty's pretending to be Navarro, like I mentioned before, I know I said he enjoyed it and stuff like that, but I think that he would have let him live if he would even though he didn't put the hit on. That's just me. I think he would have let that guy live. Yeah, and even though that was him fooling around with the numbers, he still has to make a me- make a clear message. He could beat the hell out of him and still get yeah. paid and yeah. make up the difference because that's what you would do. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't kill somebody for messing with the books. Technically, you would just no. go on ahead and beat the hell out of him for a message to make him an example of everybody else. Yeah, but he also mm-hmm. want the guy also winds up beating the heck out of his own <laughs> uh, accountant though too. Making it look like he was the one who was fiddling around with the numbers. He's also torturing them like Navarro does. Yeah. Also, too, let's talk about the priest on this, though, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him until you said it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And we're and here's the thing. This is also going with religion, though. This is going yeah. into Christianity on this show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it goes to show you, okay, there, what, what are you going to do after death? What's going to happen with that? Yeah. Too. And being judged and everything else, and and basically, Wendy said that she can save her own self. And then you, all, the priest to me was like a consigliere versus being a regular priest. Right. You know, <laughs> even though the priest is very creepy and more yeah. threatening to me than anything. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you're the priest to a cartel drug overlord, you know, you got to have right. some creepiness to you. <laughs> right. But I want to talk about this, though, too. I mean, okay, if I had to choose who to do business with in the world of Ozark, who's happened to be run by the cartel, I'd rather do business with Navarro. At least Navarro can be reasoned with, in a sense. Right. Yeah. Javi, to me, was also too unpredictable. You didn't know where to stand with him. Mm-hmm. The sister's yeah. a loose cannon and everything, too. You know? Yeah. You're right. Um, who, you know, I would want to do business with, to be honest, um, Marty. Okay, let's say, for instance, that you have to do business with Navarro, the sister, or Harvey. Harvey. Who would you go with? Those are the three. You're Marty, and you have to go ahead and choose between those three. I wish I could <laughs> choose the priest, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's see. Uh, honestly, hmm, if it was me, probably Navarro, because... He's one of those cut and dry gangsters. Mm-hmm. Do what you, you know, this is your job, do it. And then once you're done, you get paid, go on about your way, you know, type thing. Right. Just don't cross me because it's not going to happen. And then if nothing gets done in like a certain amount of time, then you have something uh-huh. to worry about, though, too. That's yeah. another thing with Navarro. He means what he mm-hmm. says and knows and wants you to do what he do- says to do. Yeah. But I can also respect Navarro in a sense. Sure, and yeah. I, you can reason with Navarro a little bit, a little, and, yeah. And also, too, whenever Marty hangs up on him in the fir- when we forget first introduced to him, like I'm like, oh, yeah, he's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then he does it again to him. I'm like, oh my god, dude, just stop. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so 
we're 44 minutes in, so I'm going to go on and say this. Um, as we're doing this review mm-hmm. and stuff, I had a little bit more time to process things as we're talking about the ending. Sure. Because, you know, I said that this also reminded me of a, of a Sopranos ending. Right. Because of the fact the screen turns to black. We don't know right. anything. Right after but Jonah shoots, the, or takes, you hear the gunshot. Gunshot. Because yeah. of the fact that, number one, the like I said, the P.I. comes back into this whole entire picture. Mm-hmm. And he and then he's like, well, you know, I was putting two and two together. Ben wanted to do goats, do uh, make a business out of goats and then stuff like that. Then after that, I noticed this cookie jar. This And who the hell doesn't have cookies in a cookie jar? Right. And, and so, yeah. yeah. And then, mm-hmm. of course, that's when he winds up saying that he looks at Jonah. And then Jonah just has enough of it. He just had enough of this PI guy and uh-huh. takes the shotgun and then all of a sudden you hear the gunshot. Okay. So basically to me, it's the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. You ever heard that saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's Jonah because in season one, Jonah didn't want nothing to do with none of this. Right. Right. And look at his ending thing. He's got a gun to somebody. And well, we also see that in like season. We also see him with the gun and everything too. Whenever he's hunting and stuff like right, that, learning how to right. run, do the gun and stuff like that. But oh, I'm sorry, going ahead. Sorry about that. Right, right. No, no, no. But it's like you could see in the very beginning or, or throughout the seasoning that he didn't want nothing to do with this, you know. But the very last scene, Jonah, he's become gangster. He, he's holding a gun on. It's full blood gangster. Yeah, and the way it ended with just hearing the gunshot, it's either you can look at it two ways. Did he shoot the guy, or did he give a warning shot to the guy? I don't think he did a warning shot, to be honest. Yeah, so... Because this guy's been messing with them since the very beginning of season four. Right, and it's kind of like you just... If you can go down the rabbit hole with it, you know, so that to me is an ending where you're that's how you make a show live on. You talk about that open ending. It's an ending to the show. But what happened? You know, it's open to interpretation. Yeah, you you can go sit here. We could discuss this for two hours. You know what happens when he shoots him? Oh my God! What what's going to happen to them? You know, let's go right. another hour on the birds family, and then it's like, well, if he gave him a warning shot, let's do another hour of you know. Did what's going to happen? Right? Yeah. What what did this? That's how you know you've got a good show when it's got. Uh, uh, ending to where Troy, red pill or blue pill, like in the Matrix. <laughs> well, and hmm. another thing I want to bring up with that ending, though, too, is this: uh, basically, okay, the birds have another dead body on their hands. Bodies are going to keep piling up with this family. <laughs> I know. And there's only so many times that Marty can talk his way out of something mm-hmm. to the point where he's either dead himself or he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. That's the only two things that could happen. And as a matter of fact, I thought that yeah. the family would die this season. I made a prediction on the show for season four, right. part one. And you guys can actually check that out on our audio podcast and our, on our yeah. YouTube channel for that when I did it with Scene Invaders. For that, even with part one, when we did this uh, with that with Cena Baiters. Yeah. But uh, what I said was, I'm thinking that either uh, the daughter was going to die or Jonah was going to die. Because Jonah got so far into doing mm-hmm. money laundering, I thought that he would be the one to die. <laughs> and the sister was the tough one. She was like a Wendy. So therefore, she would actually be the one to live. Mm-hmm. Right. But that didn't happen that way. They Turn all lived, the especially... Yeah, <laughs> because that's also another thing too. Was like we, me and Danny, we were both speculating. Okay, maybe if they made a deal with the FBI, they're on their way out of this whole entire deal, and then they get into a car accident. All three of them are banged up, but they survive. All four of them. I'm thinking to myself, they should have amped up the risk factor with that because they could have done something a lot different to make it that more interesting to me as a viewer. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I would love to actually see that maybe uh, Wendy's unconscious. She's in the hospital. Right. Now it's up yeah. to Marty to fill those reins while she's unconscious. Mm. But also, too, this also goes back into Dexter, though, on Dexter New Blood, the way that ended. And and I'm like, okay. And the more I thought about it, the more that I started liking the way that uh, Dexter New Blood is. There's only so many times that someone can get away with something before right. something happens to that. So yeah. with Marty, there's going to be only an X amount of time when bodies start piling up to the point where he, something's going to wind up happening to him and his family. Sure. And well, this maybe. woman's not going to play. Mm-mm. And, you know, and I have to say this, speaking of the character Marty, Jason Bateman, I swear to you, he is the most brilliant person because he directed that last episode and he starred in it. Jason Bateman. Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he he I mean, he I mean, I was just shocked and, you know, acting in it and directing it. That's a double dose of hard creativity trying to keep things on track and definitely say, Most definitely he did that uh you know uh i was talking to another actress serena and you know she was telling me about jason bateman his mentor was michael landon or michael uh you know the guy uh who did little house on the prairie yeah i know who you're talking about yeah and see he did the same thing he starred in that show and he directed it. Okay. And I was like, wait a minute. This is like that. Uh, you know and I mean? It's like he's doing what Michael Landon taught, you know, him when he was little. You know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of a, a nice little nod type thing or not, uh, uh, just a interesting little unknown fact or that people, not unknown fact, but what people may not remember about the season because there's so much of it <laughs> there is but there's a like, lot to process with the season yeah and even with part that, one yeah exactly and to say that the guy who was acting in it marty bird was actually the director kudos to him for sure jason bateman people underestimate who, uh, the levels that he can go he can go drama he can go comedy thriller mm-hmm. Uh, the perfect example is the mo- the movie The Gift, which is actually yeah. an underrated Jason Bateman movie. Uh, yeah. Teen Wolf was actually Teen Wolf Two was probably one of my favorite films, even though nobody really likes that film, but I do. Uh, right. But you know, I, there's only he has so much layers to him and so much it stuff does. that he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, kudos to Jason Bateman and the rest yeah. of the team of Ozark for giving us four four great seasons. Oh God, and it, it, it's just been. A roller coaster wrapped up in a complete emotional ride whirlwind of and, Ozarks. Right. And normally I would rank each season, but with right. this, I can't rank them because of the <laughs> fact of how much they clash together to give us one whole four hour movie. Well, four <laughs> years of a big long ass movie. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> now, with Stranger Things, on the other hand, I can rank that show with no problem. This yeah. is a whole different monster compared mm-hmm. to Stranger Things, which yeah, I can't wait to see is, the new season. But yeah. still, it, it took them this this many years, really longer than that, five years, you know, because there's all the stuff that goes that people don't see of making a movie, <laughs> you know, the script writing and all the other wheels that turn to make the thing go. But uh, you know, to say that they've worked on it for who knows. Probably seven years, honestly. Right. Uh, kudos, my God. Bl- thank you. Thank you for giving us Ozarks. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, hold on. Let's see. Serena says, thank you for the end of review. You're welcome, Serena. Uh, I hope that you go on ahead and su- subscribe because I am going to be doing a Stranger Things review and it's just going to be just like this. So stay tuned for that. And then. I'm doing my Doctor Strange re rewatch uh, tomorrow, so that way we can get prepared for uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for the weekend. Uh, for the weekend, so that's my goal because of the fact that with the rewatches, I like doing that because it actually gives us some context and behind certain things that we're going to be watching. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but as far as this goes, Triton, I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on as far as? 
this show goes? It's, if you have not watched Ozarks, you need to start watching it. <laughs> Definitely. That's all I can say because it's one of those movies that's oh, sure. like what uh yeah or sorry it's one of those shows uh it's like a movie but it is it is it really is it is it really is it's one of those shows where you're not just watching it you feel a part of it and to say that that is a series to where you can say that i feel a part like this is my family or something mm-hmm. that is something Special, very, very, very special. Most definitely, this show was definitely special to me. I, I remember trying to introduce this to some people way back. To like, this show is too drawn out, too boring. I'm like, they're giving you character setup. They're building the characters up. It's a slow burn. So if people are yeah. thinking, oh, this is going to be a flat, fast paced show. Netflix shows are not fast paced. When you look at it, unless you look yeah. at the movie, unless you look at the TV series Frontier, which would just say Jason Momoa for the first season, that yeah. is kind of a quick paced show with some slow depth stuff into it. But sure. with Ozark, there's so many characters in the show, so much character development. And you were talking about Ruth earlier, right? About how her character, mm-hmm. to me, her character does change, but it fits in with the strengths of who her character yeah. is versus her doing something that Ruth wouldn't do. Yeah, and like when she was dying, you know, her basically last words, she was straight up Ruth, you know. Like, she, goes just, she, been, she goes out like a badass. I'm just yeah. gonna say that. She just goes out swinging like a badass. And that Let's was, so are you gonna beautiful. do this shit or not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, that's my Ruth, you know, it's like, yep. oh, you know. But yeah, um, I thought Ozark, uh, all the Ozark series seasons are great. I did, like I said, I I was actually angry because I'm like, okay, they sopranoed me, and I felt like I was got let down, like I got stood up on a date, and I didn't get <laughs> and you know, but as I'm doing, like I said, as I'm doing the review, I can process it and yeah. look at the look at it in certain angles, and mm-hmm. you know, just take a step back for a minute. Right. And yeah. think about things on what they gave us and then go on the narrative too of there's only so much things that Marty can BS himself around before he winds up dead. So that's <laughs> yeah. also another thing that I thought of too. I'm like, well, wait, I'm being too critical here. Right. Because of the mm-hmm. fact that Marty's a shit talker. Yeah. They have dead bodies yeah. everywhere around Ozark. Mm-hmm. And there's only a matter of time before it c- catches up with him. Yeah. And so, are you still angry at it, or are you no. more like, now I get it. You know, it's, yeah. I, I had time to think and process I gave it, it a chance yeah. to just marinate a little bit, even though yeah. it takes me a while to marinate something over three or four days whenever I hear sure. something. But, you know, I'm glad that I am able was able to take my time with this review mm-hmm. and just slowly, as I'm talking about this show and loving the stuff that I have with it, and then... Yeah. Going into where I thought was going to be a negative, I turned it into a positive. Right. That's so. It. So yeah, I en- I enjoyed all the seasons of Ozark. I, there's to yeah. me, there all these seasons are just perfect the way they are. Yep, they're good. Yeah. So, with that being said, guys, tell us, Brian, where can everybody reach you at if you guys want to go on ahead follow up follow you on Twitter and all that stuff? If you have Twitter, I don't even know you have Twitter. You probably don't, but I'm just, I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless Elon Musk wants to write me a check or something. I mean, that would be great. But, you know. <laughs> Elon Musk is adopted kid. He owns me like right, three yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feed the starving artist, you know. Right. Me, you know? Uh, but, yeah, just basically uh, look me up on Facebook. That's usually my go-to. Uh, Creighton Films or um, uh, The History That Haunts Us or th- that. You know, just type in that. Mm. Yep, me. and something will pop up. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank Serena for uh, subscribing to our channel. Yeah. Thank you, Project Arrowed, Arrowhead Films. Thank you so much for also commenting in the live chat. Thank you, for Brandy, for always supporting me and the live chats and everything, too. I do appreciate that as well. Um, Brandy, she's in here. She was, but she... Oh, she I'm going to give Brandy a new nickname. Wendy. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I'm so sorry, baby. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> um, this is what I'm going to do here. Okay, if you, anybody wants to go in ahead and follow me, all you have to do is go follow me at Movie Lovers Unite at Gmail. No, no, well, that's actually how you can email me. But if you guys uh, want yeah. to follow me underneath Instagram at Movie Lovers Movie Lovers Unite over there, underneath the same brand name on 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 Facebook, and then of course on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit. And then on TikTok as well at Movie Lovers Unit Zero. If you would like to donate to our page and stuff like that, uh, donate five to ten dollars to keep the lights here on at Movie Lovers Unite. All you have to do is go on ahead, go as go to buyusacoffee.com forward slash movie lovers. That's how you can donate five to ten dollars over there. But just simply smashing that like button, subscribing, and also to uh, like I mentioned before, smashing that little notification button on the bottom right-hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new. You want to go on ahead and press all notifications and not just uh, the first thing that you see over there, which is personalized uh, notifications. You want to hit all notifications. So you want to go on ahead and do that. And, of course, rate us on GoodPods, rate us on Spotify over there, and rate us, of course, on Apple Podcasts. And we're also on all major podcasting platforms. And then, of course, go on ahead. If you want to be on my show or want to be a sponsor, reach out to me at night at gmail.com. And that's everywhere that you guys can go ahead and follow me at. Thank you again, Serena. Thank you again, Crichton. And always, until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.